Sometimes we can be surprised as our practice settles. Seems like things are going along pretty well. Feels like there's a sense of continuity and seeing clearly. And then suddenly it's like the mind is all over the place again. Often the response when that happens is, I've done something wrong, I gotta try harder. Or to uh, decide better use another technique or bring in some metta or do something. Do something. (laughs) Just make this thinking stop. (laughs) Um, And I'd like to just explore with you the possibility that sometimes as the mind settles into continuity and concentration that the mind beginning to wander again or having more thinking happen may be paradoxically an indication of the practice deepening and uh, I'd like to explore some of the ways in which that might be the case. So one of, the, one of the ways this might happen is that as the mind settles down, it's like the normal structures of our thinking mind, the normal patterns and habits start to fall away. And um, it's almost like the, the lid has been taken off the pressure cooker and we might find that uh, patterns, old patterns, deeper patterns, maybe patterns that had been kind of held in check by some of these more uh, familiar structures in our mind, familiar or more familiar patterns sometimes hold in check some deeper patterns. And as the more uh, familiar patterns fall apart, those deeper patterns begin to surface and sometimes they can have a strong emotional content to them and just kind of like hijack our our mind. And so, you know, it's it's it can just be a normal aspect of the unfolding that we move between what uh, Michelle McDonald called between purity and purification. Purity and purification. The purity of mind of the continuity allows for a deeper purification to happen. And so honoring and respecting, allowing that deeper purification to unfold is not a kind of a, a mistake or a, um, in the fact that some, some uh, more emotions might be coming up or unexpected emotions might be coming up is not a mistake. It's actually 
the settling of the mind is allowing this purification. We may settle through many layers of that. Purity, purification, purity, purification. Another thing that sometimes happens as the, as the mind settles down is that um, we can begin to enter unfamiliar territory. That the continuity of mindfulness begins to open to experiences that we've not had so much or not so familiar with. Sometimes some very kind of subtle experiences can happen. And that unfamiliarity and the subtlety that can arise as the practice settles. The very unfamiliarity of it is like... You know, we've been talking about these filters, right? These filters of how we take in and perceive experience. We perceive kind of the, and we recognize the, the, the consciousness takes in things through these filters. And um, if there, sometimes what happens is there are newer, subtler, uh, unexperienced or, or you know, unfamiliar experience, experiences, and it's almost like they don't really come through consciousness, or they're they're not perceived very clearly. And because they're not clearly perceived, they can be a uh, a doorway out of which the mind wanders into thought. And so, for myself what I've begun to recognize is a pattern that as the mind settles, sometimes there are periods where thinking gets strong again. And rather than bearing down, saying, not trying hard enough, actually it may be helpful to just add a little curiosity. Where's the mind getting lost? How's the mind going out? I'll give an example of this. I gave this example in one of the groups the other day. Um, I was doing breath meditation. I was practicing with the breath. And um, the practice had gotten pretty stable. The mind had been pretty continuously with the breath for quite some time. And uh, very little thinking and then one morning, I uh, was doing my meditation in the, mor- in the early morning, and it's like, so much thinking. And by that point, at least, I had the, the uh, curiosity. I think I'd heard one of the teachers say, you know, uh, you know unless you've been, you know, if, if, check the conditions of your practice, in a way. You know, so... Um, you know, have you, like, been talking to somebody? Or, um, you know, did you, um, 
you know, not sleep at all, or you know, did, did something? Did, did something happen? Did did um, um, you know a fire engine drive up in the middle of the night? And you know, so something something made did something happen that might have shifted the conditions of practice? And in this case, nothing had happened. I mean, it was just like it had been settling in uh, in in a way. It had been settling, and then the, the the mind just started thinking again. And so I got curious about what's happening here. I mean, I, it was so easy to be with the breath. What's going on? And so as I watched this, I watched the breath. I was paying attention to the breath, and I began noticing that uh, within one or two breaths, the breath disappeared. That the the experience that I had been paying attention to and so familiar with was not there anymore. The settling of the mind had allowed the experience of breathing to settle to a kind of a deeper quiet. And the mind wasn't uh, familiar with that. And so as I, actually, as I watched or got curious for what's actually happening here, I could see that the mind would slip out as the experience got really subtle. And it took me a, a while. It took me some time of practice before I understood how to be with that subtle experience. For a while, I, I kind of would go to a grosser object for a while, you know, I'd say, okay, well, breath has gotten too subtle, so I'll pay attention to hearing or something like that. But at some point, you know, I was reporting at one point to Saida Upandita, and I said, you know, the breath has gotten so subtle, so uh, I, I switched to another object. And he said, if the breath gets subtle, just notice that it's subtle. It's like, oh, <laughs> wow, <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, we can get interested in... Um, what what the mind is experiencing. It may not be clear initially, but, you know, just open to, okay, open to the possibility that it's not necessarily restlessness or emotion that's kind of, you know, putting you back into the terrain of thought, but a simple unfamiliarity with perhaps a subtler experience. And curiosity. Is there something else happening? Is there something unfamiliar happening? You could ask that question. Is something unfamiliar happening? See if the mind, the mindfulness can orient or recognize something. Another way that the mind can kind of move into thinking or reactivity as the uh, mindfulness settles, as the continuity gets stronger, concentration gets stronger. As we can have, I'll call it, call it unexpected responses to continuous mindfulness. We see as the, the more continuous the mindfulness gets, the more clearly we see things as they are. The more clearly we begin to touch into the truth of things as they are. And there are lots of parts of our mind that do not 
like that truth. Do not like the impermanent nature of experience. Do not like the unreliable nature of experience. So the continuity of mindfulness begins to reveal that in spades. Just how impermanent things are. Just how unreliable things are. And the mind doesn't like this. It reacts. It may react with fear. It may react with confusion. It may react with disinterest. Even a sense of, uh, almost a sense of, eh. <laughs> revulsion, I'll use that word. One teacher used, uh, some, said, sometimes you can experience what feels like homesickness. You know, it's like, Normal experience, please. (laughs) Can I go home? (laughs) This truth is not feeling very comfortable. So that, you know, as the the continuity um, deepens, we may find ourselves having certain responses. The pathway to deepening isn't necessarily to push yourself through to that that experience that you're reactive to, right? I mean, it's like things just like disappearing and it's like fear is arising. The instructions are not push yourself to see things disappearing. Notice the fear. Notice your relationship. The path unfolds by noticing how we respond to the truth. The deepening of the path unfolds as we notice how we respond to the truth rather than by forcing ourselves to try to somehow be with that truth. And there are times in all of these situations that I've described where... We recognize with discernment, this is enough. I um, need some kind of balance, need some kind of way to allow the mind to feel a little more stable again. Choosing an object that feels a little bit more stable, going out into nature, opening your eyes, um, whatever may help you to feel a little more grounded. And there are times when that unfolding of the truth is strong enough that sometimes all we can do is just ride that wave. That we can't actually halt that. We open our eyes. I remember at one point I uh, I was at a place where uh, it was like everything was just these little broken bits of experience and oh it was so unpleasant um and then i heard the lunch gong and it's like oh phew you know i I can i can go back into like i can let go of this and i got up and i started walking 
into the dining hall and everything there was in broken bits too. <laughs> okay, I guess this is the way it is right now. <laughs> and just writing that, uh, recognizing the reactivity, recognize, recognize your relationship to impermanence, recognize your relationship to dukkha, Balancing if it feels, I mean, if you can and if it feels helpful um, at times. And to recognize that the path does deepen through this terrain. All of these, the path deepens through all of these ways. Purity, purification. Opening to unfamiliar experience. Noticing our response to the truth. So whatever's happening, actually, we don't have to know where we are in this terrain, in, in effect. The instructions in all of these, if we can be balanced, notice what's happening, notice our relationship to it. The path will naturally deepen in that way. And if it feels like can't be with this right now, overwhelmed, finding some way to uh, settle, ground yourself again. Again, the practice is really simple, really simple. And it naturally deepens. We don't have to do the deepening. One thing I love about this practice, the the kind of more organic of just notice what's happening, notice your relationship to it. It's like each of our minds finds its own way into deepening through our own habits, histories, conditioning, rather than there being some idea of, you know, this is the kind of deepening path that people go on and being guided through some particular terrain. This this uh, this practice is I feel is really organic and respectful in a way of what's happening in our own bodies and minds. We meet just what this is. I notice our relationship to it. 